Hi, I'm Rivka Hoi. I'm a director, attorney and conveyancer at STBB and also head of department of deceased estates, wills, trusts and curatorships. Today I'd really like to chat about the various costs associated with administering your estate because I find that you know, people uh, draft wills or they pass away without wills and they would be completely unaware of all the costs associated with administering the estates, costs that survive um, and your debts that survive after your death and um, and things that are left actually for your heirs to, to deal with. And that's quite unfortunate and it is quite overwhelming when we deal with a surviving spouse or heirs in chatting about what we're going to be doing with administering the estate and the eyes go bigger as we start rattling off all the costs involved. So today we'll chat about the costs so that you can then make provision for those with your estate planning and get in touch um, with us if you need any assistance. So one of the biggest expenses is the administration cost itself and that's the executor's fee. It's a tariff fee which is three and a half percent of the gross assets in your estate. So have a look at at the will that you've drawn up, have a look at your list of assets and see, well, hmm, this is what I'm actually worth and work on about three and a half percent as the administrative fee that's payable to the executor. This applies whether you leave a will or not because someone has to administer your estate. That three and a half percent tariff fee is negotiable though. So if you, for example, have nominated your surviving spouse as executor and your surviving spouse doesn't have a clue what to do to administer the estate and would get in touch with a professional like ourselves to administer the estate on his or her behalf, um, we would certainly be able to step into the shoes of the executor as agent and we would then in turn um, charge that fee, but that fee can be negotiated. Sometimes the executor and agent split some of the administrative roles. Um, I don't recommend it because it can get a bit complicated when you're relying on one person doing, um, you know, part of the process and we're doing the rest. So we certainly do prefer if the executor hands over that full responsibility to us and we run with the whole estate administration. But we could certainly chat about costs, but so work on a three and a half percent of the gross asset value of your estate. The master of the High Court to which the estate is reported also charges an administrative fee and that fee varies between 600 Rand and 7,000 Rand depending on the value of the estate. So um, that's determined at death when we calculate what your gross asset value is and we would then let um, the executor or the family know what the uh, master's fee is as well. There's another expense which people don't often think about. And when you pass away and you nominate in your will um, a an, an executor, I hope that you've got a clause in your will which provides that the executor is exempted from providing security to the master. If that clause is not in your will, or if you pass away without a will and an executor has to be appointed to administer your estate, and if that executor nominated is not your uh, surviving spouse or one of your children, the master's office will insist that a bond of security be registered so that 
in the event of negligence um, during the administration process, there is security in place. And so unfortunately, that bond of security also costs money um, and that expense comes out of the estate as well. By the way, all of these costs that I'm speaking about um, have to be paid by someone. And if your estate um, does not have enough cash or enough liquidity to cover those expenses, there are a number of options. Either an asset would have to be sold, for example, a property, unfortunately, um, to cover all of these costs. Um, alternatively, your heirs who are inheriting assets would be asked to um, contribute or pay in towards any cash shortfall. So keep that in mind as well. Um, another big expense, um, unfortunately, is when you leave property to an heir. So if, you're, um, if you've drafted a will or if you don't have a will and the plan is for um, an heir to inherit your, your property or your properties and the property not be sold, the transfer uh, attracts costs as well. So whilst there isn't transfer duty payable to SARS um, with regards to a transfer by inheritance, um, there are transfer costs involved. The entire transfer process that would normally take place, obtaining rates clearances, um, transfer duty exemption, all of those uh, transfer docs still get drafted and so the costs are incurred uh, by your estate. And as I said, if your heir is inheriting a property and there is insufficient cash in the estate, unfortunately, um, the heir would be asked to contribute towards those costs. And if the heir doesn't have any costs, we actually can't transfer that property. Um, and then you are your estate is faced with um, the unfortunate scenario when sometimes assets have to be sold and they can't be transferred to the heir as you had intended in your will. Also be in mind that if you have a bond on your property and you leave that property to an heir, that bond has to be cancelled and settled. So if there's a settlement amount on your bond and you didn't take out um, any type of life cover uh, to, to settle that balance, that has to be paid from your estate as well. Also, there are bond cancellation costs and those, like transfer costs, those bond cancellation costs um, do escalate nominally, but annually. Um, and at the moment, you're looking at about 4,000 Rand just to cancel one bond. So do bear that in mind as well. If you're leaving a property to an heir and that property has a bond on it and that heir is taking over um, the liability on that bond, if the heir is currently a co-owner, there is a substitution of debtor application, so the heir just steps into your shoes as debtor. Alternatively, if you've got a property in your name only and you're leaving it to your heir, the bond has to be cancelled and a new bond would have to be registered in the name of the heir who's now taking over that liability perhaps. So all of those uh, attract costs unfortunately, so do keep those in mind as well. When you look at your assets and you look at whether you've got enough uh, cash assets to cover all of these expenses. And then a biggie, um, unfortunately, when you pass away, your tax liability doesn't die with you. So um, that's often left, unfortunately, um, to your estate or to your heirs to deal with, which is so unfortunate. So certainly do make sure that you your tax returns are kept up to date and that your taxes are paid um, because on your death, certainly, um, you know, your your outstanding tax has to be paid. That's income tax. And if you're a VAT vendor, your VAT um, needs to be paid. Your outstanding returns will need to be submitted. 
and that has to be submitted by somebody. So make provision for accounting fees, alternatively, um, some of those things we absorb and attend to um, at SDBB. So you have to make provision for either legal costs or accounting fees for submission of outstanding tax returns, for making sure that all your taxes are paid. There's something called post-death taxes as well. So um, after death, your estate might still be um, enjoying a rental income and then taxes payable on that. Um, so all of those need to be attended to by an accountant, alternatively, um, the tax department at, at the law firm. So do make provision for that too. Um, there's also various bigger taxes that are payable to SARS, unfortunately, and one of those is capital gains tax. So capital gains tax is a tax payable on um, the sale of or transfer of assets that attract capital gains, for example, a secondary property. So if you've left your primary residence, um, you know, to your ears, but you've also got maybe second, third or fourth properties as well that you're either selling or that you're leaving to ears on the transfer, um, the gain that's made on those properties attracts capital gains tax as well. So there's got to be sufficient cash. And that's quite straightforward when there's a sale of that asset, because from the proceeds of the sale, we can certainly pay all of those taxes to SARS. The problem comes in when you leave all of those assets to heirs and you're not selling anything, um, we then need to um, have sufficient cash liquidity somewhere else so that we can cover all of those expenses. And unfortunately, if your estate is valued at more than three and a half million rand, estate duty tax is payable to SARS. And there are various ways of, um, you know, reducing your estate duty and trying to um, throw in some deductions, but do bear it in mind. And, um, you know, that's one of the, um, the big discussions that we have when we do estate planning with clients. Um, but there are so many things that we could chat about. And I think best is to contact us at estates at sdbb.co.za or get a hold of me and my team. We're based at the SDBB Claremont office on 021-673-4700. And let's have a chat about your estate planning. Let's have a look at your will. Let's update it. And let's think of some practical solutions around all of those expenses. Thanks.